Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we're doing another anniversary, and this time for its 15th year, 51st Dates, Adam Adam Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore. And with me, as always, is Mariano. Hey, Mariano. Hey. Hey, what's up, Peter? How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, This is the first recording since our little addition to the family. Which I'd like to say that Allegra and I had some help. We did something, didn't we? Did we, we, we I think I we, so, we spoke yeah. about Cobra Kai and then the baby <laughs> came. Because the baby is like, oh, wait, did I hear Cobra Kai? I heard it's on YouTube, Red, and you should probably watch season one before season two comes out. Go check it out. And so the baby comes out like, I, let me go see. I want to binge this. So you're welcome is what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. Inside <laughs> baseball. Um, <laughs> yeah, we recorded a episode over at Cobra Kai Companion talking about the first season of Cobra Kai. Mariano, you and Allegra were guests uh, on my show there. And I kid you not, within two hours of the end of that recording, we had our baby. Yeah. I got the text like uh, on our way. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. I guess it is happening. It's a yeah. thing. <laughs> it, we were all joking like prior to recording that episode saying like, oh, it'd be funny if my wife came in the in the room saying, hey, we got to hit the hospital. But after we got record uh, done recording, I think I went back into the room to lay down. And then like within that half an hour, she was like, uh, I think we need to go to the hospital. Um I was like, you, you okay? She goes, I think my water broke. <laughs> because the, the, her first baby, our, our first baby, um, uh, was a C-section. So so she didn't, uh, you know, it was all planned and all that stuff. So this time, right. you know, she's like, I, I think I need to go. But she was also like in the, I, I don't want to get too TMI, but there was a reason why she wasn't exactly sure if her water broke or it was something else. So, right. um, but anyway, yeah, it, uh, by the time we got there and apparently she'd been having contractions since like 4.45 and we got done recording like 10.30. And so when oh. we got to the hospital, dude, she was already nine centimeters. <laughs> Holy crap. <She laughs> yes. like, that's why it was within two hours, man. That's why, yeah. And also because everything was happening so quick, they couldn't give her the epidural and boom, they right, no, ba- right came like that, yeah. within an hour of checking in uh, to the hospital. Wow. But the most important things, baby's healthy. She's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. She's doing fine. Big brother's happy. Absolutely. Everybody's doing well. Mama's doing fine. Absolutely. So that's that's the most important thing, you know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll still take a little bit of credit. Even if it's like half a percent. <laughs> half sure. a percent out of 100. I'll take whatever, hey, you know. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So everything went well uh, for those that uh, are interested in knowing. Um, uh, baby girl did come nine days early. She came Super Bowl Sunday. She figured, you know, it was going to be a boring Super Bowl. Oh, she's like, I need to put some excitement today yeah, because just nobody's going to have fun today. Yeah, and then, exactly. coincidentally, the following week uh, that I would have had to work was uh, we had um, a snowstorm. You know, it was snowing. Snow, snowpocalypse. I was going to ask you about yeah. your snowpocalypse because we're having we're having our fourth today, by the way. It's oh, goodness. blanketed again. We just had, like, the last three days, finally, my the, the small streets and the, and the alley behind our house where we have our garage, finally, I could see the pavement. And today, in the freaking morning, it's been snowing since like uh, four in the morning or some crap. So it's still going. Yeah. It's crazy. It, you know, I'm not trying to rub it in your face, but it really wasn't as bad as they predicted for us. I mean, at least it didn't go on as long as they thought it would. Uh, but the first three days, I, I think, you know, we had the, the bad snow, but it, we didn't get it snowed in as we thought uh, we thought we would. 
But um, so that's pretty much it. So that's that's a little, you know, I, I guess kind of what's been going on with uh, the, the both of us here. I, I wanted to put that out to like, you know, the subscribers of this show because, you know, the episodes now may come a little bit more sporadic having the baby. So, um, you know, I'm having less time to kind of edit and record and watch movies. So just throwing that out, I'm still going to continue putting episodes as, you know, as soon as we can. Um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of yeah. like a little bit of house cleaning there. Oh, also, yeah. if anybody wanted to know, her name is Penelope, and we're we're calling her Penny for short. I love that name. Ellie and I were talking about how we how we really like that. I love that she's Penny. So that's really that's really cute. I love it. She's beautiful, you guys. So oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't you. want. Okay, this is not a this is not a um permission to be stalkers. So don't <laughs> don't be stalking. All right. Right. <laughs> Just right. take it from us. The baby is gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful little girl. And she's healthy. And that's the important thing. uh, Little Big Brother is calling her Princess Penelope already. I I don't know if that's like a character anywhere, but it's cute. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But I don't know from where, though. Gosh. Hmm. He knows something we don't. Hmm. He he might. I mean, hey, kids. All right. So let's get into um, 51st Dates here. Uh, So we did miss the anniversary. Obviously, I had the, uh, the new addition to the family. So we had to... postpone this recording this came out uh february 13th 2004 and right. the number one song that came out uh during the weekend of this movie's release we actually mentioned it in a previous episode but the way you move by outcast oh Right, because we we mentioned it because it was like the following week, right after think, right? Hey Ya, yeah. yeah. Well, after at least yeah, right, it, was, yeah. it was the following single after Hey Ya. That exactly, you know, it was the Hey Ya was huge. Um, right, it was at least you know uh, I, I don't know how far back in two thousand three, but the way you move obviously is the one that takes number one after what the second week of February. So Hey Ya was number one for a while. That was that was played. It. I mean that I I can I can imagine that because I remember. Oh yeah, it was but, everywhere. Uh, yeah, I like you. you we move. I like that song, Big Big Boy. It's time for Big Boy to come up and get. It was you know, nice. Yeah, number one. It was a very yeah. simple song. It was only number one for a week, but you know, it, it's I like hey, it. We'll take it. I like it too. That's a yeah. good song. I'm a big Outkast fan, so you know, I, I love that. I'm glad they got some shine. Are you Atilian? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I won't claim that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, I'm not British either, just so you know, and I don't claim I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> Is that a 21 Savage joke? Or okay, <laughs> that was a really bad 21 Savage <laughs> okay. joke for all the young folks oh, out there. Oh boy, they're like, oh, no, these hey, old look, guys. I know they were they were making fun of him, but it, it, I don't. Okay, his situation was it's actually terrible what happened to him. But the fact that people didn't know he was, I guess, originally British, even though he was like a little kid when he came over. So it's almost like kind of similar situation to me coming over to the country when I was a little kid, you know, that kind of shit. So I, I think that's the same thing as Kyrie Irving. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, one of the Eastern point guards, I, I feel like it was Kyrie Irving that is actually from somewhere else. I don't know. But this isn't basketball talk. Uh, yeah. We'll move on. We're going to talk about 50 first, first dates, dates. Which was huge when it, when it came out. Uh, it's It grossed like 39, almost $40 million um, opening weekend. That's a big number. Right. Right. For... Well, and uh, I mean, it came out on the thirteenth of February. So good point. Yeah, they grabbed all those. Val- if anybody was going to go to the movies for Valentine's Day, I'm sure they grabbed all of them. That was going to be know, it. 
Because you're going to tell me what other movies came out that weekend. Were there any other romantic comedies that came out that weekend? Uh, not judging by the titles. And none of them made six figures. Well, no, they made six figures. They, none of them broke a million right? Um, in terms of uh, opening weekend. The, the, the one that comes in second barely breaks 200,000 called Highwayman or Highwaymen, rather. So not familiar with that one. That also came out that same weekend. And a few others that are probably uh, indies. But that's pretty much it for that weekend. So I can see mm -hmm. why 51st Dates, you know, made a lot of money. Right. That makes sense. They it planned makes that sense. right. And you know what? Anybody that was a fan of uh, Wedding Singer, you know, probably right. wanted to see this duo, you know, kind of uh, collab again. So, let, yeah. Let me ask you a question because we had this question. We, we didn't look it up because for whatever, we look up everything, but we didn't look this up for some reason. Do you know when Wedding Singer came out? What year? What wedding year? Singer? Oh, wedding yeah. Singer, off the top of my head, I feel like 98. It, okay. it is a movie so I covered as well. Right. So we're talking roughly um, five, six years after, uh, before, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 98. I, I think that's about right. That um, sounds right to me. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head too. I just couldn't, I didn't look it up. So I was just some, some curiosity because again, because the duo of Adam Sandler and um, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. I drew a blank there. You, <laughs> you, you there? drew. I, I, I saw that. I, I didn't <laughs> even do that on purpose, everybody. That's how. Uh, that's how. That's how natural this comes to me. It, it it really is. Now, is this movie you saw in the theater, or do you have any history with this at all? A movie you like? Uh, I saw it. Okay, so I saw it um, on video. This is one of those blockbuster nights. Um, like as soon as it came out on video, and I remember liking it a lot when I first saw it, and I remember also watching it with um, with Allegra. Actually, when, you know, we watched it together and then with a group of my old roommates and stuff at the time before Allegra and I moved out to get our own spot. And I remember us liking it and watching it a bunch of times. Uh, but then I forgot everything about it, to be honest with you. Or not everything. I know the premise, but I forgot a lot about it until I saw it uh, the other day. Uh, so you had short-term memory, would you say? I would say yes. I would. Have, what is it, like a 15, maybe 14-year short-term memory? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember yeah. those 14 years. Well, I can see that. <laughs> Um, well, you know, spoiling it a little bit, this is a movie uh, I do love, and uh, I, I had a, a really good time revisiting this. Um, I really enjoy the chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. I feel if it wasn't for Drew Barrymore, it may not be as good, right? I think that Hawaii is beautiful. Yes. That's what I think about this movie. Okay. Um, well, because there's I... just go with it, uh, just just go with it. Yeah. That also had Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston also in Hawaii. Right. I remember that one. Uh, so I think the problem with Adam Sandler and that I have maybe with him and it's not like, for instance, uh, Happy Gilmore. I, you know, I love that movie because it's ridiculous. Right. But then once you start going into him doing the same shtick all the time, it's like, I'm just going to redo the same movie, but just kind of formulate it a little different. Um, Wedding Singer to me, and I got to watch that again now because I'm like, damn, did I like not... Maybe I can't. I don't, won't like it again. I'm not sure. Now I'm worried about watching The Wedding Singer again because I'm like, am I not gonna like that now? Because I love that movie, and I feel like with this one, it's like we're gonna like pretty much do the same formula, and Adam Sandler Sandler is gonna be doing the same fucking shtick, and it wasn't funny. Dude, the first like up until they got to the uh, breakfast joint, the little old man was funny to me with right. his like, <laughs> "Are you looking at her or looking at me?" Because you're starting to creep me out. Eat that. <laughs> That to me was funny. That's the first time I laughed. So that whole beginning stuff was dumb. Him jumping on the jet ski. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I, 
he was like so stale to me, man. And the the funny things to me, there's like only like a half, like maybe two, two, three things that stand out. Like the little old man was funny. Drew Barrymore beating the shit out of Rod Schneider was funny. Rod Schneider on his own was not funny to me. And I didn't even realize that they did the whole like they they changed his skin and widened his nose. I'm like, why didn't you huh. just get a, a Hawaiian actor to do this? But I don't know. It was just, it just seemed like kind of gross, dude. He's half Filipino. Yeah, I know. He can write that. He can write that when he needs to. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> I don't want to like totally shit on this movie. Um, but I, I'm just kind of, I, I did not enjoy it. I did oh, not okay. enjoy it. I, I did enjoy, again, when Drew Barrymore beat the crap out of dude, the little old man. And I did like the part. And I feel like in the third act, it got some good parts when it came to like the videotape was cool and some of like um the montages right the first kiss montage was cool but to me even him singing a song to her is like okay we're doing wedding singer now you know this like made up song that he does you know the him at the end with the with the boat you know and the dad the dad leaves him the the message or whatever and he's like why would he let why would he give me the cd he's an asshole and he does the whole like adam sandler change of voice and all this i was like oh the stick got old, man. I I felt it felt stale. Um, I do like the penguin. The penguin was fucking cute. But why would you <laughs> endanger the penguin? Why would you risk the penguin's life to be to do your stalkerish ass shit, man? I don't know. That kind of bugged me. <laughs> Although him with a little shirt was cute. The yeah. penguin. The penguin is the MVP. Okay, all right. That, to see that, that and the, that and the bat. The bat that um Drew Barrymore used on uh on Schneider. Yeah. Well, I, I knew that this movie would come with, or at least this review would come with some criticisms. Now, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. Like I said, I mean, I agree with you. Um, Adam Sandler is stale in this movie. That's why I, I mentioned like Drew Barrymore. She's the one that has the most to do. You know, uh, she really displays her range here. Um, I think the reason that I enjoy this movie and, you know, I, I did come into this movie uh, for this rewatch and I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if it's going to hold up the whole mm-hmm. deal. With him, you know, really just trying over and over with a girl that has short-term memory. I don't know if that's still going to hold up. For me, I think why I like it is because I think I can understand, you know, from uh, the the character of uh, Henry Roth, you know, played by Adam Sandler. I, I, you know, the the idea of him every single day doing it over and over again, I think it's a very sweet idea. I don't know, just the fact of um, him going against the idea of being rejected every single time and keep trying. I think the idea of him continuing to try, I think, is very sweet, you know, and I think it really works for me later on. And I'm, you know, jumping ahead here when he goes to the um, clinic, you know, where she's staying at. I kind of forget what it's called, you know, and he goes there. And realizes that, you know, he's been on her mind because she's got all these paintings and drawings and all these different arts that uh, she has done of him. And she wonders, you know, why is he constantly on her mind? And he explains, you know, right. that that uh, notebook that you keep it used to have a lot of things about me in it. And that's kind of where, like, it, it got me. And I felt like it really paid off, like, all of his hard work. Adam Sandler, you know... Not my favorite comedian. Uh, what I read on Wikipedia, and and we know it's gospel, right? Wikipedia is is one hundred percent true. So it's what we know. Apparently, this uh, this film, you know, originally titled Fifty First Kisses," which also was remade, I think, in Japan. So I, I am actually interested in checking that out. But it was written to be more of a it drama. Was, it was remade. Oh shit! I don't think it's Japan, but it was remade in another country, and it was remade in Spanish. 
Okay. I feel turned, it turned into a series in a in a gosh, I saw it because I looked it up. Dang it. Interesting. Okay. Um but uh anyway, it was uh, Sandler rewrote it a little bit to have more comedy to it. Oh, that's yeah. why. So some that's of the why. comedy doesn't really quite work. Like the the character of Nick, you know, at the cafe, not a fan of. You know, I, I think he's kind of cheesy. Which one? The guy with the tattoo on remember. his face. Oh him. Nick? Yeah, that was you know, I I, yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I was, agree with you. I like the, the little Asian guy and mm-hmm. uh, or little Asian and the man. Lady, and the the lady who ran the diner, she was cool too. Like I feel like I can see that's what I was because I, I was looking up at the writer and the director, right? And I'm like, because I was I thought I thought the writing was not good over like for the whole thing. There were certain pieces that were good. Like I do like when when uh, the paintings were all over her studio, and she's like, "Why am I painting this dude?" Right? Yeah, yeah. Um. And 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 I do like Drew Barrymore because Drew Barrymore has charisma. She's got presence. Um, she's a good actor. She's fucking good, man. I mean, she's been doing it since she was a baby, basically. But um, and and she does put it together. And when she kind of when she kind of fucks with him a little bit at times, you know, you know, each time they kind of relive the same day or whatever. Like it's it's fun. It comes out really natural from her. You know what I mean? Um, but I'll. Overall, with the writing, I just felt like sometimes I'm like, why are they sticking this joke in here? It's it doesn't make sense. Like you're just throwing. It's like you're gonna throw like ten jokes, and maybe one or half of one sticks, and you're okay with that. And they just keep doing it throughout the whole movie. Just throw a joke here, throw a joke there, throw a joke there, and I'm like, but they're 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 lame. They're not even good, you know. And it took from the flow. And if you're gonna make this story, which is an interesting story anyway, if you're gonna you know come at that angle. Like, not don't just throw these these lame jokes in it just to throw them. I I don't understand. Like it just and now that makes sense that Adam Sandler was the one that wrote like, threw a bunch of jokes in there because all the ones that didn't land were probably his. It, it could be. You know, you mentioned that that one part where Drew Barrymore like beats Rob Schneider. I thought that was hilarious. And that then, was hilarious. Is is really funny because <laughs> because you didn't. Not only are you not expecting that. You know, she's going after Schneider with with the bat. You know, hits him a few times, and then she's like, "Are you okay? I'll be right back." And still, like, proceeds to chase after him. Um, but the part, like, shortly after that, that did not work for me, where I'm just like, "This totally could have been left out." Um, is where he's like all tied up and you know, tape around his mouth, right? And then it wasn't even her. And he's like, "All right, don't worry. I called the cops. They're on their way." <laughs> you know, it's just right. like it. You, you know, I, I wish it was a little bit more sincere. Um, I, I think this maybe could have been better if it was kind of a uh, more of a drama you know it still could be a rom-com you know, but more on the you know dramatic side you um, can have you can have dramas like the you know the the romantic dramas of yeah. sorts and they can still have humor in there and there's definitely humor in there you know what i mean there's definitely a few th- pieces of humor you can throw into the film and and have it work but just throwing all these kind of haphazard jokes that are hacky you know they're i mean look i'm by all means, I'm not a writer. I, I don't I have no idea what it's like to punch up a script or whatever. You know what I mean? And and even the process of of putting a film together with everything. So, you know, take it, take it, take my criticism as you will. But it just seemed very like it, it, it was not inspired at all. And, and the moments that were good were definitely, like you said, Drew Barrymore stood out definitely a lot more here. And I don't know. And. I felt like the third act was the best of the three and yeah. almost Rob Schneider's character was not necessary. Like you threw him in there to be kind of a comedic. It's like you're doing your friend a favor by putting him in a movie, I guess. I don't know. 
he was not he was not that good to me, you know, like except getting beat up by a bat. And that was the only part that was funny. Well, th- that's the thing. Um, Adam Sandler throws in, you know, his uh, his friends. All, all these characters, uh, a lot of them have been in all of his previous movies. Big Daddy, the, the football, well, Water, Water, Water yeah. Boy. You know, Water all, Boy, yeah. all these guys are all in there. Dan Aykroyd was a uh, – I forgot that he has a little cameo in here as the, the, the physician, you know, that right. kind of specializes in brain disorders. I thought he was fine. You know, there was nothing to really say about he did, him. He he was doing okay. And then he threw, he did a joke and I can't remember how late. It was just fell flat. I'm like, he looked like he just mailed that in. Like, really, really want me to tell this joke? And he did. It was just bad. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, hey, man, you got paid. That's good. Well, was it uh, that moment when they were like talking about her and she was upstairs and they, they didn't think that she they can hear her or she can hear them? I th- I think so, possibly. But he did a couple and I was like, it was, I don't know. It just didn't land. All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is easy? What would be easier? Would it be easier to, in the morning, explain to your daughter that she's had an accident and this is what happened and here's a book of it? Or is it easier to relive the same day and paint a fucking room every goddamn night? Yeah. It, I mean, the former. You know, <laughs> I, I, I question that, <laughs> this, you know. This cost- it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's just, it, it's, I think, you know, at that time, they were banking on like, oh, people are going to, it's the idea of what they're doing is very sweet and sentimental and all that. But I think, you know, as time has passed and we have been more spoiled with, you know, more grounded writing, again, we referenced right. the, the Wire, Breaking Bad and all that stuff. You're like, how... Why would you do this? Why would you have like these many copies of a newspaper, you know, uh, right. pineapples frozen, locked up? Well, what if the, the one day she decides to like break open that? You, you know, it's just like, like I, I get what they're doing, but I agree with you. It, it's very excessive. Um, I, I don't know. It's like that running the, the, the premise is interesting. I think even in her reliving the day, like there's a, like on the romantic comedies aspect of it, you know, like, the suitor is having to basically woo her every day. And some days it's not going to work. Some days it is. Yeah. Even on that aspect, it's like, okay. And then it's a matter of her somewhat remembering. Certain, and, and and I love that she got her notebook and wrote about her day because she's not dumb. You know what I mean? She's kind of, once she found, you know, she found out in day like, oh, guess what? You had an accident. This happened to you. She's going to start writing stuff down. Um, makes perfect sense, right? And, yeah. and uh, that aspect is cool. The whole... The whole shtick of putting, creating this whole same day over and over again, right, with the pineapple and the painting and all that other stuff and watching watching the game over and over again. And, uh, you know, like, I'm sorry, but as much as I like The Sixth Sense, I'm not going to watch it every day for a year. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Well, I mean, not only that, the Minnesota Vikings game, you know, right. that they, uh, and, and also refilling her shampoo bottle. I'm like... You know, it's it's a little yeah. extreme, but I mean, yeah. l- l- the movie clocks in just a little over an hour and a half w- right. without these, you know, uh, montages of, you know, the things that they do. And, you know, w- what else is there? It- it's going to be Sandler, you know, making like 50 attempts on, you <laughs> right. know, getting her to, um, you know, run into him kind of abruptly, you know, out of nowhere, you know, unplanned or what have you. You know, I guess the more we talk about it, I mean, I still I still enjoyed it. But okay. you know, it's I, 
it's hate, not i i hate to like sh- i feel like man am i just totally shitting on this thing <laughs> like, i don't want to do that you know no no um, like um I, but I, it's I, just like i was just uh, you know and, and and again it's i don't even know if it's again we're here now right this is like 15 years after the fact and who knows what I, i'm not saying like i was in a weird mood because i don't think i was in a weird mood when i watched it you know and and i remember the movie fondly it's not like i i had a bad feeling about it you know and yet i'm watching this and i'm like this is not funny at all it just seems it just doesn't seem good until we get to the parts i mentioned you know and, and until drew barrymore really shows up and starts kind of lighting up the screen because she has that she has that presence about her you know yeah she she really does um you know this movie it, it's definitely one of those check your brain at the door right if, if oh yeah you know obviously we got our podcasting hat on so that's what that's what i did i actually took it off because I'm like, you know what? I remember enjoying this movie and let's see if those beats still hit for me. And it did. You know, I still got teary-eyed when he... Okay, Sandler did it very subtly where, you know, when he's like, hey, you know, what what would you say if I told you, you know, your notebook had more of me in it because I would believe you. That's when, you know, Niagara Falls, right? I was starting to kind of glassy-eyed a little bit. I, I think that still worked for me. And I think it pays off from seeing... All the things that he does for me. I think the most brilliant thing about this, and that would be the part that I think, I don't know if you can focus on it because it's already kind of focused, but the one one scene that really stood out is the video, you know, the how it was made. It was a very thoughtful, very sweet, and just a really, like, it, it was just really nice, you know. And then the fact that now you have something you can show her every morning, um, you know, for the, for the family to show her and all that, that was really cool. I you know, but then you get into the certain parts, like when they're when they're in the clinic, like the six second guy. Like, how long are we gonna run that joke? Right, <laughs> you get it. Every six seconds, he's gonna introduce himself. Oh, cause oh ten, that's ten his second memory. Tim or something like ten that. Ten second Tim, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, Tom. That ten worked. Tom. That worked. I, I that worked two, three times. But why are we keep? Why do we keep going to this well? It's like, again, it's almost like then. Then I'm thinking now you're filling time because this maybe this would have been just an hour long. You know, which wouldn't wouldn't oh, yeah. be. Sufficient, you know, if you're going to throw a movie out there for Valentine's weekend or whatever, you know? I mean, uh, again, uh, what about what about his assistant, the the, the foreign lady who right. uh, has got blue balls, right? I mean, you, you take all that stuff at work out. He doesn't need to yeah. be a yeah. uh, uh, a vet, a pet vet, right? We don't have a pet detective this time. We got a vet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so... You can't get away from animals. <laughs> yeah. If, if you take out some of these fillers, then you have a really short movie. Um, right. I think the points that they give us where, you know, she does fall in love with him all over again, I think it, for me at least, I can't help but root for them to finally get together. And at the end, when you're like, God damn, they got, they got a little girl now? Like, how long has it been? You know, and it's something in the writing that they kind of like teased earlier yeah. on in the movie too. So I, I just, I, I still, I still liked it. I wonder, like, I, I, I go into this place where I'm like, so when she was seven and a half months pregnant, how does she wake up or eight months pregnant when it starts to be uncomfortable to sleep? You know, how is this going to, how is this like uh magical amnesia? Because I don't think there's. Uh, who knows i'm just saying you go to sleep and you wake up and you don't remember what happened or whatever like how is that gonna work eight months pregnant how's that work for her? she won't be able to sleep so maybe she won't have amnesia i, I think we <laughs> got a, there's a deleted scene where there's a different uh-huh. tape that shows her you know the pregnancy in the video 
you know, so uh, you got to you got to update these videos like, you know, every couple of weeks at least, I, I'd imagine. You can always you can always record over them to like re to, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can always do that. You know, people know about tapes, video it tapes. probably started with, hey, watch this. And then it says, right. don't be alarmed, you're pregnant, but please continue watching. You know, right. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what he did. Warning, warning, you're pregnant. <laughs> now- <laughs> Don't drink any alcohol, okay? It would not be an Adam Sandler movie without somebody that has some kind of uh, speech impediment. And in this right. one, Lucy, played by Drew Barrymore, she, um, her father, uh, played by- Blake Clark, uh, he was known as the assistant coach from Waterboy. Um, right. This one, he has a, a speaking role, but also Sean Astin, um, you know, known from yep. Goonies, Rudy. He plays her brother, who uh, is on steroids and has a lisp. So somebody right. has to have some speech impediment. Uh, what right. did you think about her family? You already kind of touched on just the idea of them recreating this, you know, the same day every single day for her. Right. Uh, they're okay. I, I don't know. I. I think that it's, I don't know, it just seemed cheap with the jokes and maybe that's what took me out, you know? So when it came to the family, I like the, the beats when it's, when it's a little more sincere, you know, there's a dad who loves his daughter and really cares and doesn't want her to get hurt, you know? And then as things progress, realizes, look, she only sings when you're, cause since you've been around, you know, and she sings terribly, but she sings and she's happy. So something's going on that's making her happy that when she's with you. So that's a good thing. So the father recognizing that I thought was sweet. And again, it was a little more sincere to say, look, what are your intentions? Number one. And once we get to that point, look, she's happier. Look when, as she's paying, she's singing. That's really cool. And that's a good, that's a really good thing. You know, um, the brother, what was the point? <laughs> except, except to make steroid jokes and, uh, uh, premature ejaculation jokes, maybe, and or wetting the bed, and uh, jokes about you know like these like just very pedestrian man jokes, you know, like us men, like oh let's make let's make fun of masculinity and femininity, ha, huh? funny, nah, it's 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 old. I mean, I it didn't. I don't think it stood the test of time as far as like fifteen years for me anyway. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't even remember to be honest with you. See, I don't remember him from when I initially saw it. I remember the dad more and I remember um, their relationship and, and her like, you know, the premise of her not re um, remembering the day, you know, when she woke up. And I remember like the sea animals, you know, like, you know, the particular the penguin and the walrus, um, that kind of stuff. I remember, you know, but not actually I didn't remember her brother at all. And I'm wondering if it's because I didn't really care for him to begin with. So I don't know. He, he was he was unnecessary, but I get it. You have to add more family members to make it like, again. You have to fill in the time. You need to make be able to get yourself your ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I mean, because the the brother character is very similar to his assistant. You know, it's just somebody for him to kind of go yeah. back and forth with. Uh, but that's what Rob Schneider is for. And instead, you know, he's just a, a quote unquote comedic relief. Um, you know, he's got some funny parts, but for the most part, I just kind of it was a little eye rolling. But yeah, yeah, it's. You know, f the premise of this movie, it there you got to have fillers. You know, there's no way this right. was even going to break an hour and a half. So then I wonder, like, you have to have fillers, but he went to the old well of his other movies. You know what I mean? If he's the one that's trying to punch up the, the script. So there was nothing really that I have not seen from him in this film, you know, other than the initial story of her amnesia and of their court, you know, their courtship, basically, you know, and, and the 
where they were in, you know, they were in Hawaii and all that, you know, that kind of stuff, the background of a beautiful place and how you kind of go about that. And I don't know. I, and I, I'll be honest, this, this all would have been avoided if the dad was stopped staring at his daughter and pay attention to the road and not run into a damn cow. Cause guess what? All the newspapers said cow, like, like ran onto the road. Cows don't run, dude. They meander. <laughs> <laughs> they were already just, yeah, it was just, it was just chilling. He was like, that cow was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway. Uh, oh, man, I just feel, I feel like, like, damn, we're like, who's this sourpuss on here? Like, what, this guy, this is, bring back La Bamba, Mariano. The one that, <laughs> the one that's happening, like. <laughs> yeah, well, you, even there, I mean, we loved the movie, but we were really shitting on the character of Bob. Oh, yeah, know? well, Bob yeah. was shitty, though. That, that, he really but, was. But the movie, but the movie was awesome. So The movie, the movie's <laughs> great. My, uh, I, what did I put at, number four? N- number four. Yeah. For day day four of my uh, name ten movies yeah. without the title. Also, Bob was necessary in that movie. I think he was. He was. Yeah. So and, yeah. You know, that's the thing too. Like the the thing I'm missing here, but you know, I I, I think Sandler's giving his fans what his fans want, and I'm sure his fans love this movie. This isn't okay. a movie I can like watch over and over. I enjoy it for what it is. It gets me emotional towards the end, but I'm still gonna pick Wedding Singer over this every time. Okay. You know, um, so you wouldn't watch this fifty times in a row, not in a row. No, me. okay, got not, it. Not in a row, yeah, <laughs> not even fifteen no. in a row. But it's a, <laughs> right. But I, this is still one of my favorite Sandler movies. I and I don't like a lot of them because um, a lot, of, you know, some of them I, I just think are either obnoxious or it was past the time that he was actually good in. Um, uh, wedding singer, I think wedding singer captured something, right? I mean, that's what I feel like the wedding singer captured. It was a romantic comedy in that sense, and and now I gotta watch it again just to make sure. But I feel like the, I don't feel like the jokes were thrown just to be thrown out there. And I feel like no. he recycled a bunch of stuff on this one. So and I think that's what probably makes it to me like, okay, you're just not trying now. You know, we have a good premise, we have a really good premise, but you just decide to like slap on these you know things that you've done before, like con- like all recycle, recycle multiple times. Uh, and that, and I guess that's probably the part that I'm like rolling my eyes, like, okay, I guess we're doing this, you know, and, and you're right. People who are fans of that, maybe they want to see that. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I, again, the Wendy Singer is one of my favorite romantic comedies because of the music, the humor and the chemistry between those two, you know? And again, I'm a, I'm a Drew Barrymore fan. I've always liked her. Um, you know, and, and I feel like she's, she does carry a film really well, so you know, I, that's that's where I'm at with that. I think the other thing is with uh, the wedding singer. A lot of these supporting actors, they were actually supporting roles. You know, I, I think with Fifty First Dates, where that fails, uh, the, the supporting actors are more caricatures. You know, Rob that's, Schneider, good point. caricature. Good point. Like, good point. You know, the, the the more grounded people. Um, I, I'm blanking on her name, but the the lady that runs that cafe, uh, Sue. Yeah. Uh, Amy she Hill. She was good, yeah. She's, I liked her. She's a normal person. The dad is normal. The doctor, see, kind of a character, right? Dan Aykroyd yeah. played kind of a yeah, character. Caricature. Yeah, The brother, her brother was definitely that, too. I think Sean exactly. was a character, too. So that that's pretty much it. You you think back to uh, Wedding Singer. I, I'm forgetting his friend, uh, best friend's name. But, yeah, he was kind of, you know, some points, he was out to be the one that you make fun of. But he's still, like, a regular person. Even the the ex girlfriend was a regular person. She was just right. you know um, a little extra, but 
no, nobody was really a caricature. Maybe Glenn. I don't know. Even even the the, the Drew Barrymore's boyfriend was kind of a, a douche, and I think there's people like him too. So yeah, that's that's but really it, was, it. Uh, But he served he served a good purpose. He was a good foil. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was he played a really he played it really well, and the whole Miami Vice thing, all all that. I mean, <laughs> he, he drives it's a DeLorean. 80s, <laughs> it's an eighties movie, you know, like set in the eighties. So you're gonna have a lot of good material to work with, where you're not necessarily, um, I don't know, like scraping the bottom of the barrel, I guess. Which is, I don't know, man. I wow, I'm saying a lot of negative, <laughs> yeah, negative things. Well, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's I, I'm gonna go see the wedding the wedding singer now. Because okay. I'm because I'm number one. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> worried, but I will watch it. And I'm I'm thinking that I will be, uh, I will be enjoying it. I okay. think I I, but, I think you will but, too. Yeah, but I'm still a little. I'm still. I feel some type of way. I'm a little worried. Peter. Well, I'm. Whew, I might. You might get a text in the middle of the night, like, dude. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I'll text you that I'm okay. Let, let's see what other people uh, how they feel uh, about this movie. Uh, over on IMDb, out of ten, we got six point eight. You know that's that's pretty good actually, and Rotten Tomatoes uh rotten at forty five percent. So I'm assuming you're more with the Rotten Tomatoes. I'm I'm with the Rotten Tomatoes six point eight. That's high, but that's really high. Again, I also understand some you know again like you were mentioning some sentiments as to why you know what I mean. And again, if let's say I didn't watch this film just now, and you were to ask me where would you rate it, I would rate it closer to six point eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. on memory alone, or maybe even a six or whatever. But I'm more on the Rotten Tomato for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm on Google right now, and it says 93% of the Google users like this too that that voted. So you know, uh, pe- people like it. Um, again, I think it's a very sweet, enduring idea what he does for this woman that he loves. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you're going to be critical of the movie. That's a lot to go through, even for family members, her brother and dad. Like, dude, you know, the video right. idea, you know, you know, Sandler came up with it and at least they, you know, took that and ran with it. So right. I still like it. It's not one that I'm going to be like, oh, I'm in the mood for 51st Dates. But if, you know, if I see it on TV, you know, if I'm not watching anything else. Yeah, I'll, I'll change it to that and just kind of see where I'm at. You know, it's a movie I still like. But um, I think 6.8 is a little high. But I'm not going to be like that much lower. If I if I had to give it something, I'd give it like an average six. You know, it's pretty average. Uh, but I I do love Drew Barrymore in this, and she really carries the movie. So you take her out. I don't think it's as uh, sweet uh, of a movie because I think she does uh, so well. So um, that's going to wrap it up for our review of Fifty First Dates. I am curious to see that Fifty First Kisses now and. Uh, we kind of just double check on which country that one released. Oh yeah, let's do that. Are we gonna, are we checking right now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. Fifty first kisses, Turkish, and oh, and there's another one too. It looks like uh, from yeah, Japan. Japan. It looks like. Let's see. Yeah, Japanese. So they did three different versions of three different languages. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. So um, and clearly, the Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish title like is the longest title because <laughs> it, it? Ta- translates to. Uh, as if it was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, better title. It's like very, very little. Like, exactly. we're going to tell you exactly what's happening here. Yeah. See, I mean, clearly there's an audience for this movie, right? You got different countries that remade it in their own way. And I wonder how much different did they even change it? You know what I mean? Right, right. So 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, again, I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's his best or their best, rather, because I think they've done at least three movies together. Uh, again, they did one not that long ago, right? Blended, maybe, I think. was. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Blended was the last one. Yeah. I, I still haven't watched it because I've asked people and they're like, you know, don't even. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. I haven't either. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to listen to you <laughs> listening to others. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Mariano, where can listeners find you if they want to continue on this conversation? <laughs> I'm worried. I don't know if I want to say my... <laughs> I'm going to stay incognito. Not like you can't find me, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, just, just I'm on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm on Twitter at Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. I am also on um, on Facebook at... Uh, uh, at uh, Cortemp Arts Podcast Group. You can ask to join. Join us. We talk about movies, TV, you know, th- that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, we're all on there. You know, we'll peek in and say some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I got to uh, start, start being more active. I was, I've been kind of on, uh, n- I've been more in lurk, lurker mode, I guess. Oh, man, I've been like, I'm not going to try myself sound any, I'm not telling myself here, telling on myself, trying to be creepy or anything, but I've just not even really been like, you know, posting things, you know? So I gotta start doing that. Yeah, well, that's all right. And uh, you know, I have a little group uh, of my own, you know, which you are also a part of, where I share um, all the episodes that I do, whether it's on other people's show or the other shows that I host. Uh, that's Podstatic and Friends. If you are a Facebook group kind of person, uh, but for the other social medias, you can find me at Podstatic on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, as you mentioned, CortezParts.com. So I want to thank everybody for checking out this episode. Um, please consider leaving an iTunes review if you have not already done so. That really helps out the visibility of this show. And so uh, that's going to do it. I keep saying that. But thank you guys for your continued support. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.